This week, we are talking with Josh Waddell, Senior Customer Engineer on the Fast Track for ISV team, focusing on infrastructure and infrastructure as code. How's it going, Josh? Uh, it's going good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to hear. Carl, what do we have for the comment of the week? Yeah, this week, uh, Jack reached out to us on Twitter and said, I love listening to passionate people like Don High on podcasts. Now, if you excuse me, I'll, I need to go install Rancher. Thanks, MS Dev Show. Well, thank you, Jack. I think you've uh, commented before, and we always uh, appreciate people who uh, listen to us and comment uh, back on our various ways. If you want to get mentioned on the show like Jack, send us an email to feedback at msdevshow.com, comment on our website or on Twitter. We especially love those five-star iTunes reviews. Yeah, Don was really amazing. So Josh, we we promise Josh will be even more amazing. Right, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Sorry. Tough to compete with Don. No, it is. It is. It is. No, there's no there's no competition, but he's... Uh, that was, just keeping that was score, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners will keep score. We don't have to keep score. No, totally kidding. Okay, so what we wanted to talk about was uh, bicep. Um, and it's not your muscles. Um, there was probably some confusion, um, because you have some pretty amazing muscles, but it's actually technology we're going to be talking about today. So I guess, first of all, do you want to let us know what bicep is as it relates to Azure? Yeah. Yeah. So bicep is, is a new, is a new language for building your, your arm templates for infrastructure as code. Um, it was, uh, released back in March. Uh, and, uh, the idea is to kind of improve, uh, the overall authoring experience for, for arm templates. Yeah. And it's been, I know you've been like super passionate and excited about this. So obviously this is a, this is a pretty big deal whenever it comes to arm templates. Yeah. Spending a lot of my free time, uh, as you are, as you are well aware, uh, kind of in this area. So. Cool. So why, why was bicep created as a new language instead of maybe reusing an existing one or tweaking how arm works itself? Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's a really good question. I mean, the, the idea that, um, that the product group was working on is that they wanted to make the process of not only reading, but, but authoring templates to, to be easier, right? Um, there's quite a few third party tools that are out there. And, and a lot of people in the Azure space are familiar with, with, you know, standard arm JSON templates. Uh, but the idea was really to kind of improve, uh, improve that complexity. And, and bicep is really just kind of a, a revision, uh, to the arm language, um, as opposed to, to a brand new language. Uh, there were some thought out there around actually writing a new language, um, you know, it, you know, to try to kind of compare it to Terraform or compare it to some of the other tools that are out there. Um, but they decided to go with just this kind of, kind of revision to the, to the arm template language. Yeah, so, it sounds like so it's what, a pretty good compromise. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, no, what, what does bicep look like in comparison to the JSON that we might be familiar with in an ARM template? Yeah, it's it's quite a bit different. There there are a ton of of quality of life improvements uh, with writing a bicep template. Um, it's much less verbose, right? If you've if you've ever written, for example, just like a parameter in in a, in a JSON file, um, you know it's about three or four lines of code just to actually reference what that parameter is. Uh, in bicep, it's just one line. You know, param, um, you know, name of the parameter, uh, specify if it's a string or a boolean value, and then just put it in single quotes. So um, it's much easier to write a lot of the syntax uh, in, in BICEP. Um, you know, additionally, uh, when you get into things like writing, you know, string interpolation versus concat functions, just the overall process is is a lot easier. Cool. So I, I, I know that this discussion has come up many times, the Terraform versus ARM discussion. 
Uh, but now with, with bicep, I guess, like, what is your, like, what's your take on, on all of that? Like, obviously there's Terraform users that, that want to keep using Terraform, but like, how do I, how do I choose what to use? I mean, if I'm going to go arm, right, I'm probably going to be using bicep, I assume. Um, but like, what does that landscape look like? Yeah. So there's, there's kind of a couple of questions there, right? So, so first of all, on, on the Terraform side, um, if you're an organization that's already, you know, invested in Terraform or you're a, you're an engineer already invested in Terraform, there's really no reason for you to, to really make a switch, right? You can continue to use that tool. Um, you know, Terraform has its place because of the fact that it is, it is multi-cloud, right? You can, you can write Terraform scripts, Terraform templates that, that work in Azure, that work in AWS, that work in GCP. Um, you know, JSON templates, Bicep is specific to Azure, right? So you're not going to be able to use that in a, in a cross-cloud, uh, situation. If you're familiar with ARM, um, you already have a full understanding of ARM JSON templates. Um, you may, you could continue to use those ARM JSON templates. There's not necessarily a reason for you to, or you're not being forced to switch over into Bicep. Uh, both of them actually still function when it comes to submitting deployments to to Azure Resource Manager. Okay, so I'm I'm just I'm just kind of um, thinking through this like. There's probably some analogies to be made. Like, it, it, is this similar to, you know, if I want to write like an iOS app, I can pick like native or I can, you know, do some like kind of cross platform thing. And there's like, there's some trade offs there. Like, do I, do I, do I have significant gains if I'm using Bicep over, over Terraform or is it more like the type of thing that I want to be writing? Uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons why you may want to go down the Bicep path if you're, if you're Azure only, right? So, mm-hmm. um, State management is one of those things, right? With Terraform, we have to have a state file that we're usually storing in an Azure storage account, uh, some location. So, you know, because Terraform manages the state right, of your configuration right. within that state file. But on the Azure side, um, regardless of whether you're using ARM JSON or ARM Bicep templates, you know, state is is managed actually within Azure itself, right? And so, and this is, this again, this is not specific to Bicep, but when you submit a deployment, to Azure Resource Manager, whether it's a JSON template or whether it's a Bicep template, you know, Resource Manager is taking a look at the state, the existing state of what's in the resource group that's being deployed to, and then makes a comparison to what is being submitted with the template, right? So it, the, the state management is being handled inside of Azure. So you don't have to worry about that, that state file. Um, one of the other arguments, if you will, for for Bicep is or, or for for ARM templates is uh, JSON templates is that um, it is Azure native, right? It is first party. Uh, as soon as a new feature uh, is released or updated or a new API version is made available, that that feature is fully supported on day one, mm. right? Um, there is a little bit of a lag time, um, but that lag time is getting smaller and smaller um, before th- certain things become available uh, within the Terraform resource provider. But Microsoft is working on that actually very closely to try to uh, eliminate that that lag time as well. So, you know, if you're just looking for a brand new feature and perhaps it comes out with an API on a certain date that you may have to wait a little bit before it's ready in Terraform. Interesting. So I think my analogy was probably pretty good. Um, it, it just means that I have to make this decision up front about, you know, do I want to go kind of like, you know, lean and mean and in, in, in the like super high efficiency route and do arm plus bicep, or do I, you know, do I want to sort of water it down, um, you know, with the idea that maybe I want to be on multiple clouds later. So if I'm just going to be Azure only, it sounds like arm and bicep is definitely what I want. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And, and, 
you know, we're seeing that with with a lot of the customers that that I'm working with right now. So so customers that are that are trying to get into infrastructure as code, it's kind of like a a blank slate for them. Um, usually, I take them down the process of understanding what an ARM JSON template looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go through the build of the parameters, variables, and resources, and then we'll get about 15 minutes in and say, "But wait, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's let's show you another way to do that, and let's kind of show you how." Uh, how this language kind of improves that overall process. Um, you could see some some template files side by side when you compare a, a bicep template to to a JSON template. Uh, be sometimes in, in in some cases like a third of the size, like in terms of number of lines of code. Yeah. So with with what you just said there, uh, I kind of want to jump to you know something that I was playing around with, which is the bicep playground. So we'll have a link to that mm-hmm. in the show notes. But you know, when you just initially go to this uh, URL here, um, it actually loads uh, a traditional ARM template and shows you the equivalent bicep template here. And I think that's really interesting, just to see the uh, the comparison between them side by side. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm going to give you a really long answer to to that particular statement, and and talk about how you know, how Azure Resource Manager actually handles a a BICEP submission. So prior to the 0.3 version of BICEP, which was released in March, um, the BICEP tooling that you would install, you know, in your command line um, would actually go through the process. You'd actually have to do a BICEP build command where it would actually convert the BICEP file uh, to a JSON template. And then you would submit the JSON template just as you normally would prior, prior to BICEP even existing. With the release of, of 0.3, um, that was built into the tooling, right? So as long as you had uh, Azure CLI 2.20, I think was the version, and I and PowerShell as well, but I can't remember the exact number of PowerShell, um, that process is is done for you, right? So when you submit a BICEP template, there's a, a process they call transpilation, right? Where it's taking the language from the BICEP file, it's actually converting it to a JSON template, and it is still getting and it's getting submitted to Azure in that particular format. So, um, if you're familiar with with going into the Azure portal and exporting uh, a template uh, from the portal to kind of use to help you build a repeatable template process, um, it's still going to exist there in JSON, right? You're not exporting Bicep at this particular point in time. So, it is a Bicep to JSON conversion. Um, the Bicep Playground is an excellent tool to show that conversion process, what that looks like, what the two two files look like side by side. Um, but with the bicep tooling itself, you can still do the run the bicep build to convert a bicep template to an ARM template. And at the same time, you could also do a bicep decompile function, which will actually take um, take a JSON template and convert it to a bicep template. Now, when you do that, it's very similar to what you see in, in the bicep playground that you that you messed around with there. Um, but you know, one of the things or the caveats I should say there is, is that sometimes it still takes a little massaging for the template to work properly, right? So some of the syntax looks a little bit different when you do when you do that decompile function. So the playground and the decompile function uh, should really be used kind of as a reference point uh, for building either your bicep files or your JSON files. That's pretty cool. So the, you mentioned that there's a transpiling that's happening right now. That will that be native eventually and like. Um, I mean, are, are they just going to transpile it behind the scenes or, I mean, I, you might not know this, but 
I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have a full understanding of, of where they're completely headed okay. with that. I know there there has been some discussion around uh, making some of the more JSON-related features available, uh, whether it's in the portal and template specs and things along those lines. But um, I don't have any concrete concrete information there, so so not too sure I can answer the question that okay. well. <laughs> and I'm fine with a transpiler. I mean, I use TypeScript all day, right? Which ends up transpiling to JavaScript anyway. Um, and it's still a great experience. I mean, it, it, I'm just shielded from all that behind the scenes. So it's all good. All right. So, I, you know, we've kind of talked, you know, around, you know, a, a few things that we wanted to ask, but, uh, you know, specifically, what are, what are some of the uh, lists or um, improvements that Bicep gives us over just writing a straight ARM template? Yeah, no, that's um, that's a great question. I mean, the the biggest one is is the simpler syntax, right? Um, it, it is much easier to, like I mentioned before, writing parameters, writing variables. Much easier to simply reference those parameters and variables. You know, for example, in a in a JSON template, you you know had a value for name of a resource, right? And it would be, you know, quotes, you know braces, parameters, and then parentheses, and then the name of the parameter. Um, with Bicep, you simply just reference the name of the parameter. No no quotes, no punctuation around that. So that's a lot easier process. Um, string interpolation is a big one. Uh, if you've ever written a concat function uh, for a rep to reference, like say, for example, a resource ID in a, in a JSON template, um, it's a significantly mm -hmm. long process, right? Subscription slash subscription ID, resource group slash resource group ID, or name, um, then the name of the resource along with the provider in there as well. Um, string interpolation here is you just reference what's called the symbolic name of the resource uh, and then you know add on to that with like a prefix or, or whatever it is that you want to use. So the, the process of building uh, a name uh, where you've got to do some cat functions, uh, concat functions is a, is a heck of a lot easier as well. Um, so other items that, that help, especially uh, dependency management. So if you think about the way that Azure Resource Manager works is that it does parallel deployments, right? So if I submit an ARM template that's got, you know, 10 resources in it and none of those resources depend on each other, um, in theory, Resource Manager can, can deploy all of those individual resources at the same time in parallel. But that doesn't always work when we're talking about a JSON template because we need to have certain things in place, um, you know, certain dependencies in place before we would deploy the next, the next piece. So for example, if you're going to build a VM, that has a public IP address on it, so you can connect to that VM, you know, the public IP first gets created, then the NIC card gets created, so the public IP can attach to the NIC, and then the VM gets created and the NIC gets attached to the VM. It's that modularity within a single a single deployment. Well, with, with JSON, you would actually have to use the depends on field uh, to actually specify the order, the sequence that 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 the template needed to be deployed. Uh, and if you didn't, if you didn't really think about that process, right? If you weren't, if you weren't kind of building that in your head as to as to what the correct order was, um, it would take a while to kind of kind of get that 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 resolved inside of your template. Um, but uh, within within Bicep, it builds automatic uh, dependency management. So if you are referencing a previous resource, so for example, if in my NIC card part of the template, I have to reference the resource ID of the public IP address, just by specifying that resource ID, Bicep knows to automatically build that dependency. Um, and you don't have to calculate that before in, in JSON. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that template looks way that looks way easier for referencing your dependencies. <laughs> that was a yes. nightmare before. And I remember, you know, I made the the ArmViz visualizer, and I remember trying to parse a lot of this as well. Um, and it was just it was just a nightmare. Um, yeah. So this is great. Way more yeah, user I mean, friendly. A couple of the other things that are a couple of the other things that are that are a lot better is uh, the implementation of modules. So. Um, if you've got a group of resources that are going to be deployed to the same resource group, um, you can break those resource deployments into separate modules and then reference those modules in the main BICEP template. So let's say for a virtual network deployment and you've got you know five or six network security groups that are going to be part of this uh, virtual network configuration, you can break the network security groups out to a separate BICEP file and then reference them in the main BICEP. Uh, the outputs that you push from that from that module uh, again continues to help build that resource dependency throughout that main BICEP file. So you can kind of isolate your resources into separate modules and make the deployment process a, a little bit easier. Cool, cool. The, you know, so all of the existing resources are is everything just supported because of that trans transpilation, or is it, um, you know, are there like updates that have to happen, or are there some resources that I can't use today? No, it is it is pretty much a a one to one mapping of of everything that's available to do in a in a JSON template is available in Bicep. There are a few small limitations currently around loops and and conditionals um, that they're they're trying to get ready for the next release, the zero point four release. But for the most part, it is a it is a one to one comparison, full parity as of the the zero point three release of Bicep. Okay, and then I think you answered the state question earlier, right? So you yep. You know, Azure handles the state, but in Terraform, you have to man. That, that was the thing that surprised me. I listened to a podcast. I, I'd never really done much with Terraform, and I was just really surprised by that, that you, it's like, hey, you got to put state somewhere, and then, uh, you know, cross your fingers that you don't get that out of sync, um, you know, not to bash on Terraform, but that that seemed like kind of a huge pain uh, compared to uh, compared to this. So, and then um, is this all, uh, is this all free? Like, do I have to buy anything to use Bicep? No, no, it's uh, there's there's no additional cost to to using Bicep in in any way, shape, or form. No. Okay. And then, what about like Visual Studio Code tooling? Like, is there is there an add-in for that? Yeah, that's one of the kind of the benefits that I actually kind of left out in 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 that discussion before. So there is a there is a, a plugin for for Visual Studio Code, um, and that particular plugin it makes the authoring process, you know, even easier. So if you think about writing an old JSON template, um, you know, you might be familiar with all the different API versions mm-hmm. kind of on a per resource basis. And, you know, maybe on another screen, you've got the, you know, the ARM template, you know, reference center open. So you can go through all of those APIs. As you start to actually build out the resource provider inside of Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code, um, it actually lists every single API version um, right away with the IntelliSense, right? So it it helps you choose if you want to choose the latest API or you're looking for a specific one. It's it's right there. Uh, and the way you actually write out the API and the resource provider is a little simpler as well. Um, but the the type validation and IntelliSense built into the tools, um, it lets you know if you're if you're building a storage account and you don't have the property section defined, it lets you know uh, that you've got to have that particular section, and then within that section, you've got to have these particular properties defined, uh, or it's not a valid file. So um, the authoring process inside of Visual Studio Code is uh, incredibly simple to work with. Oh wow! If you go to the uh, marketplace where they have all the animated uh-huh. gifs showcasing this, I mean, the IntelliSense is just kind of insane. I mean, uh, 
you know, I think one of the key things is, you know, it is the bicep language support. So it actually can tap in to a ton um, for it uh, to provide that IntelliSense feature set. Yeah, I was surprised by this. You get the outline, you get the code navigation. Even hovering. Yeah, this is pretty slick. Yep. And they just they just released uh, or they brought in a little feature called uh, snippets as well. So, for example, if you want to build an AKS cluster or you want to build a storage account, um, you could just choose that at the start of the resource creation and it'll fill in just kind of like a skeleton uh, template for that particular resource. So um, it's a it's a heck of a lot simpler to to get started with a bicep template. Cool. Yeah, this is really nice. Cool. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention about bicep? I, I mean, I know you're like the number one fan of bicep, so <laughs> what else um, do you want to tell the world? You know, about? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, some people, you know, get a little concerned that the, the last release was 0.3, um, but it is considered production ready, mm-hmm. um, at, at that 0.3 level. There's, there's a lot of new features that are continuing to be developed. Uh, the, the, um, the repo is it's an open source project. It's it's available on GitHub and, and can provide you the link to that. Um, you know, they're reaching out to the community for, you know, improvements and, and there's an issues log and, and the RMPG is incredibly responsive to to everything that goes into there. So um, it is 0.3. I think 0.4 is 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 on the horizon, but it is uh, fully production ready. Well, I think one of the things that I would give me comfort using this in production is at the end of the day, you know, it's not like the cloud is taking this bicep in and it's, you know, processing it on my behalf. It's generating the JSON that's going to be an ARM template. And I can actually generate that, validate that before I actually use that if I want to every time. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because that's what I did like when TypeScript first came out. <laughs> I'd always go to the TypeScript playground and it's like, I put this in there. I'm like, what is it generating? It's like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll allow it. It looks legit. Uh, yeah, I mean, really plus the decompile uh, feature of uh, the playground is really handy for just getting started. Like mm-hmm. if you have something already and you want to convert it, it's not, uh, you know, a manual process per se. You can get in there, have that automatic thing get you probably, you know, 90% there and just validate and tweak before you put that back into your source control. Oh, I didn't even realize it would do that. No. Yeah, I mean, that's that's... That's absolutely correct. Um, you should still treat it though as, as like you mentioned, Carl, just just a resource to help you build that. Right between the decompiler, uh, they have added a bicep tab in the in the Azure ARM API reference. So when you're used to going to that page and looking at the at the ARM output for a particular resource type, you just click the other tab; it'll show it in bicep as well. Um, but you use that as a reference point, right? It's not going to be uh, exactly what you want. You need to make some modifications uh, to a couple of things in there. But it's a, it's a great starting point for for building those templates. Very cool. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, it Anything? sounds like they've really solved a lot of the the pain points that were part of that generation of ARM. I remember on the last project that I used ARM with, we just had a, a hard time just with that string interpolation and mm-hmm. just to get the naming consistent with the conventions that we were given. And this would have simplified it greatly. It, it does a great job of that, especially when you talk about like referencing 
already existing resources. Uh, that's a bit of a challenge as well on the on the JSON side, where you know your parameters will have to specify an existing resource group and an existing resource that exists in that resource group. Uh, but they've made that language even easier in Bicep as well. Uh, you set up a separate resource declaration, just put a the existing tag on it, uh, and it knows where to go look at that just by specifying a couple of things. So, yeah, the the overall authoring experience is is greatly improved. Cool, cool. Anything else before we move on? Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. Well, we can close this out. Like I said, uh, so Carl's been uh, collecting links along the way. So for everybody, we'll have uh, links to all of that in our show notes. But if people want to find you, where can they do that, Josh? Uh, yeah, just uh, just on Twitter uh, at, uh, at Joshua Waddell. And uh, usually on there talking, talking about uh, Bicep quite a bit. So cool. that's the best place. Just don't believe anything he says about me. Uh, and Carl, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Carl Schweitzer. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ytechie. So Josh, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about bicep. This is very cool stuff. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. 